You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the focus of Cryptopsy, and you're listening to my podcast, Vox and Hops, where I normally sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. But this is another Vox and Hops metal brewer talk, where I sit down with metal brewers and talk about their lives, their love of metal music, and how they started brewing craft beer. Devastation on the Nation 2020 is upon us. The tickets are now live. This tour is presented by Metal Festival Tours, Continental Concerts USA, and the Vox and Hops podcast. This is a tour that you do not want to miss, featuring Rotting Christ, Borknagar, Wolfheart, Abigail Williams, and Imperial Triumphant. As some of the shows have already sold out, you better act fast and get your tickets to Devastation on the Nation 2020. You can get those tickets via the link in the description of this podcast, or you could simply go to MetalFestivalTours.com. Today on the Vox and Hops Metal Brewer Talks, I am with Jamie Morris of the Henderson Brewing Company. Here it is, Vox and Hops, Metal Brewer Talks, number two. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today I'm with Jamie Morris, one of the head brewers at Henderson Brewing Company from Toronto, Ontario. Am I correct about that, about the location? Correct, yep. Tell everyone a little about uh, how we met. Um, you are actually the person that made the very first Vox and Hops beer. Yeah, that's right. I still have it here. I have it like right next to my TV when oh, I'm sitting beauty. at home. It was the last date of uh, Hell Over North America. And Jamie came out and knocked on my bandwagon to drop off some craft beers for us because I like to receive craft beers in exchange for guest lists <laughs> when I play shows. And Jamie went above that and brewed the very first Vox and Hops beer, and it's called Lots of Hops. And it was a double dry hopped, double India pale ale. It came in at a sweet, delicious, extremely smooth 8.5% ABV. It was absolutely amazing with the citrus, chinook, and mosaic hops and a California ale yeast. It was uh, really, really good, and I was very blown away and taken aback that you actually did something like that for me. So I say thank you once again. Hey, yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, going, it was a great show, and I don't know if you drank that before you went on, but you, uh, you fucking ripped that show up. That was, that was fantastic. That was, uh, who else was on that one? Abort- it was Aborted, right? Aborted and That's you right. guys? Aborted, uh, Hideous Divinity, and Cryptopsy. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a great show. I drank it afterwards. There's a funny story about that. It, we were supposed to continue on to Indianapolis, but we ended up going back to Montreal afterwards, and we had received a lot of beer that night, and we went through quite a bit of it. I actually brought a whole bunch of beer onto Aborted's bandwagon, and I was like, please, just take some beer. Because <laughs> Get this off me. <laughs> It was a tad ridiculous that night. Awesome. That's great. So so it worked then. Get, like calling out on the podcast and asking for beer, you really get beer. It works. It works. It, especially in North America, it really seemed to uh, hit uh, people's uh, interests. Yeah. And uh, I like that because I get to taste a whole bunch of beers that I wouldn't uh, come across normally. And I get to meet cool people that uh, have similar interests as me, such as uh, metal and craft beer. Mm-hmm. The two best things in the world. That's right. Which brings us to the metal brewers. Hell yeah. 
tell everyone a bit about how you started brewing beer. Why did you start brewing beer? What is your brewer's story? Uh, so it's kind of funny. My um, uh, my dad actually was doing homebrew back in oh I don't know the the like early nineties. So I was a kid and I remember tagging along with him and he was like brewing into like brown pop bottles and yeah just like you know like brown ales and just like ale stuff and you know it was like a wine wine making place and a and a beer making place home like homebrew kind of thing and i'd go and help him out and he'd end up drinking them a month later and then uh, complaining about how swollen his stomach would be uh (laughs) (laughs) so you know times have changed and uh I ended up working at the LCBO, which is the our alcohol distribution in Ontario, and uh, that really turned me on to beer and I, and I guess like wine and and you know like craft things in general. Uh, they got a really good program there, and they help like train you and and get you immersed in you know what they offer. And this was maybe like i guess like 12 years ago so craft beer was kind of like not really like moosehead was the craft beer uh keese was like just came to ontario and that was craft beer so that was like um i remember like trying them and and like okay this is an ipa they call it and uh (laughs) like no, but then we were getting other stuff, and they were IP- there was other IPAs there, and they were completely different. And so I didn't really know what was going on. And then you know, a year or two later, now okay, it's just generic. Uh, they got bought out, and they are what they are now. But um, yeah, it, it was cool because they they had a really good program for educating you and training you and like developing your palate so you can sell product to customers essentially you're you're a salesperson for all this beer that was there and then i uh kind of moved around and i I lived out west for a while and uh, i was living out in calgary and there were four craft breweries in calgary while i was living there Um, and i lived there for like seven years moved back to toronto and then it was just like boom explosion all this stuff in toronto so many great breweries here and uh, I kind of, I was like, I should start brewing now. I drink a lot of beer and I need a hobby. <laughs> this should be fun. <laughs> I like cooking and it's kind of like the same thing. I think a lot of people say that, uh, at least brewers anyways. Uh, you know, and you just kind of experiment with different things and create what you can create. And uh, and then it kind of took off. And then uh, Henderson Brewing was at my at my doorstep kind of thing and i walked on while they were opening up and uh four years later here i am today a brewer there and it's been awesome i was able to like homebrew there and it got put on tap and people loved it and i think they like recognize that and uh so yeah now now i'm brewing um so it's really cool that's amazing that's amazing so your father's hobby turned into your lifestyle. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> and now he's just making wine. He's all like classy. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask if he comes and he drinks beer at Henderson, and he's proud that his son. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, it's great. So Henderson's been going for four years now. You say? Yeah. And I'm holding in my hand something that uh, has been sitting in the back of my fridge. 
something that you mailed to me. Oh, yeah, nice one. One of the great things about the Vox and Hops Brewer Talks is that uh, you great brewers mail me some of the beer that you have brewed so that we can share it together. Life of luxury you have, Matt. <laughs> I know. <laughs> face to face, drinking the same beer and having a conversation. So let's crack this sucker. Right, bold one out too. Yeah, right on. Yes. So this is a private's pleasure. So so all the all the, the Henderson beers is like a story of Toronto. So it's like okay. a, something that happened here. And uh, they create a story around it, and then we kind of make a beer to theme with that story. Do you have your official Vox and Hops glass? Hell yeah, you do. (laughs) Of course I do. It's the only thing I drink out of now. (laughs) Cheers, brother. (laughs) Cheers. Cling. Smells nice. Smoking. We do it. We do like a we do like a twenty heck batch of this, which is two thousand liters or like uh, twenty or nineteen eighteen barrel or something like that. Why everything's different, I don't know, but twenty heck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so we did a twenty heck batch of uh, Rauch beer, uh, which is German smoke beer, and uh, then we got some Ontario peaches. I think it was about 300 kilos, which works out to about 666 pounds. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got a big fucking blowtorch, and we just, with a whole day, there's all of the production team. We cut all these uh, peaches in half and uh, charred the shit out of them and then threw them into the fermenter. Wow. Yeah, it was super fun. That must have been a mess after getting it out. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> we put a lot of chemicals in there and burnt it all out. <laughs> this is good. It's smooth. It's 7%. We don't feel it whatsoever. Nice. Thanks. It's really, really smooth. I really enjoy it. A little bit sweet because of the peaches. Mm-hmm. It's lightly smoked, very lightly smoked. Yeah. yeah I mean, that uh, we brewed that back in August. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it, it's it, the smoke has definitely uh, calmed down a little bit. It was nice and nice and upfront at the beginning, and it, it's kind of like neutralized now. I think uh, the peaches have really taken over, but it's good. Yeah, it's great. When you go and order a beer at a craft beer bar, what is your go-to style of beer? Uh, normally, I like to start with like an IPA, um, and if you know, just see see what's out there and uh, see who it's from, and then get an IPA, and then kind of set the standard there and then i'll explore a little bit more after that you mentioned that uh, toronto became such a hotbed for craft beer why do you think that happened uh I th- well i think it's like a, it's a huge city uh for one and then uh people there, there's a really great food scene here as well and so i think people have kind of realized they've, they've separated from that wine and food uh pairing thing and have explored like there's so much more that beer offers that wine doesn't um in terms of like flavors that you can pair with food example this one you know this could be a great dessert beer and i think you can set up a lot of uh you know different meals and and have like different beers all along the way where as like wine like wine's great but if you have like a Merlot and then a Cabernet and, and you're having like all, all this like food at the same time, it kind of all becomes a wash I find. So whereas beer is like, it's very different. 
like they're very distinct styles and very distinct flavors and uh i think that makes it really exciting to eat and drink and uh now you know now especially you know the like session and like craft loggers and craft pilsners is now a thing so now people are going out and like having these like delicious locally brewed beers that are like drinkable and you can like sit around with your pals and have a bunch of them which is good too for people that are just stepping into the craft beer game because a person that just wants a quarter's light you say here well let's let's try this charred peach smoked (laughs) ale and uh, (laughs) their head explodes (laughs) (laughs) i can just imagine it not going over well yeah Coors Light goes great with sushi, though. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a time and a place for every beer, right? Yeah, like a 12-pack of, of Coors Light. <laughs> <laughs> Take me through a typical day of brewing. What does it entail? I've heard that a typical beer takes, no matter what style, it takes about seven hours from start to finish. Yeah. Uh, today I started at 6 a.m. Nor- uh, normally we're like... We do about three to four brews in a day. So given that, if it just depending on if if it's a four brew day, I'll start at like five uh, and then you get about two brews in and then your uh, the afternoon guy comes in and tags you out. Um, but yeah, so it starts you got your mash and then uh, that's about an hour. So you warm your breakfast up, uh, watch it do its thing and then uh you, you know, you have your you, you have your whole process, and then you, you're just doing all your other tasks that prepare for like the next day or the next thing. So it's a lot of there, there's a lot of like busy time, and then downtime where you got to do other stuff, and then you're busy again for a little bit, and then you're down again. So it's a lot of like like busy work, and then waiting around. On tour, we always say what we do is hurry up and wait. Yeah. <laughs> So it's almost the same thing. <laughs> and that's and that's why these 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 jobs like this uh like brewing and music making are like so relatable. I think, you know, like you got these four ingredients that make this great thing and you got like four guys that like put out this great thing and the the process is all like kind of the same. You know, you figure out what what one is really good and you kind of perfect that like a malt is like you know what kind of malts you like and like you're a great vocalist and how does that all work together and yeah it's it's cool that's why this podcast is so great because it's like it's bringing all the, these two worlds together that almost like didn't know each other but now they're they're one and the same it's happening yeah i was gonna say why do you think beer and metal work so well together there you go <laughs> <laughs> and also because like what's more perfect than you know, we're, we might be out of uh, mosh retirement now, but like standing around the sides and I want to hold on to a nice tasty beer, right? Like, <laughs> you hear that venues out there? We need more distribution. That's the real issue yeah. to get to get craft beers and not totally some taps off and get them uh, some more craft beers flowing. And yeah, get the butt out. Yeah, at least at least one or two taps. You'll see you'll sell a lot more craft beer. We guarantee you. Oh, 100%. <laughs> At least to these two guys. <laughs> yeah, especially if I'm there, yeah. <laughs> when you're brewing, do you listen to metal? Is there music playing? Is it quiet? How does that work? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, like Thursday or Friday, it'll be Vox and Hops podcast. 
tip of the hat, maybe the Jossa podcast, uh, little shout out there. Um, otherwise, yeah, we're we're like a big music friendly brewery. Uh, maybe not metal all the time, but definitely it's on, especially in the morning. The summertime is great. We got these garage doors. And uh, so in the summer, if you're brewing, you open them up and five in the morning, what's better than like blasting cryptopsy? <laughs> so the whole neighborhood hears it. <laughs> yeah, we definitely listen to a lot of music. Uh, we got like a vinyl night that we do that's super fun. So you can come and play whatever you want. Uh, but yeah, like today I listened to Van Halen all day and it was really great. I needed a Van Halen day a few days ago. Oh, God, it was so good. Yeah, my house got really clean all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) What style of beer are you dreaming of brewing that you haven't brewed yet that you'd like to brew? Where do you find your inspiration for brews? A mixed question. Um, Definitely uh, music is one. Uh, Again, like coming back to like the the relationship between music and and beer. I, I just listened to the new cattle decapitation. So now I think I want to, it, it'd be insanely expensive, but like a triple dry hop, triple IPA would be crazy. You know, with some Kavikis or something to make it come out really quick. Uh, so people can drink it really fast and enjoy it. And there's a lot of like great, uh, esters that come from the Kavikis. It's really cool. Um, yeah, listening to music and kind of seeing what's out there and what people are doing and kind of getting inspired by other people's brews. And I've been looking over into Europe because like the North American scene is good and you can, you see a lot of like repeat activity, but, uh, looking overseas is like cool to see what they're doing too, because you know, they're, they're like taking from the North American scene and like doing their own kind of styles. And so it's good to like flip flop back and forth. Yeah. Jump, jump ship a little bit once in a while and check it out. What countries would you be eyeing? Um, I think Japan, uh, like using like sake, uh, they use like sake yeast and beer. That'd be really cool. Um, then like Germany, of course, uh, like middle or like Eastern European countries, using what they use uh you know they they, like it seems like every eastern european country has their own kind of like uh like moonshine they make their own like kind of like bootleg liquor from potatoes or from root vegetables or plums or something like that and like Mm -hmm. pulling something from there would be cool to like add in and you know make something crazy How about doing uh, like a band collaboration beer? Is that something you guys have ever thought about? Something you have done in the past? Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. We did a we do a monthly uh, like this this private pleasure. This um, it says September's. So it's the Ides of September. So we do a monthly release. And I think a few years ago we did uh, our, uh, Ides with Banger, and you interviewed uh, was it Brad from Banger? A little while ago when you guys when you guys were yes yes yeah we were our neighbors um shout out to banger and uh I've, they so that we did like four to, they have their like uh metal family tree whatever and so that it was like four different labels uh, of like the metal oh that's amazing yeah so that was really cool that was like a a cream ale that we did that was super delicious but yeah 100 percent like we're 
totally down to do stuff like that. We're doing like a like a rotating IPA series that is all about like collaborating. So collaborating with other breweries, but yeah, bands totally on board. Let's do it. If you could choose a band, what band would that be? Oh man, that's a good one. Uh, well, we, we talked before we should probably do one, but we're in Toronto and you're in Montreal. So I don't know if that's going to put a stake in the, in the Montreal, uh, cryptopsy family. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, yeah, man, there's so many bands. That's a tough one. I mean, uh, the door is open. So it, it, for anybody that wants to come around and, and, uh, you know, give me a holler and bring an idea. Let's, let's do it. We'll figure something out. That's right, all everyone out there, all you bands out there, you want to have a craft beer at, at Henderson's Brewing Company, you got to hit up Jamie. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. And and like if you're on tour, come on through and you know you throw some hops in the whirlpool and get the hell out and do your sound check and there you go. <laughs> Jamie, thank you so much for coming, having a Vox and Hops Brewer talk with me. I really sincerely appreciate it. You are my second victim. There will be many more. I really, really like this beer. It's delicious. The Private's Pleasure. The Roach Beer with charred peaches. Everybody should try to get their hands on this. I don't know if it's still out there. There's a few left. You should try to find it, everyone. It's absolutely delicious. Cheers, Jamie. Cheers, brother. Hey, thank you all so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. I got to say, when Jamie showed up in Toronto... On the Hell Over North America tour alongside Aborted and Hideous Divinity at that point with the lots of hops, the very first Vox and Hops brew, I was taken aback and blown away. Super appreciative. Huge shout out to Jamie. Huge shout out to Henderson Brewing Company. They make some solid beers. And if you guys are in Toronto or in the Ontario area, you should grab one, taste it, and listen to some metal while you do because that's what Jamie does. As always, the best way to support the Vox and Hops podcast is through the Vox and Hops Big Cartel page. Up there right now for a short time, we have the pre-orders for the When in Doubt, One More Stout limited t-shirt. I'll be closing the pre-orders in the next few weeks and then it's gone. Another limited edition Vox and Hops t-shirt designed by Andrew Tremblay, the graphic artist that I use for all of the Vox and Hops merchandise. We also got the 9-ounce Vox and Hops tasting glass, the exact style of glass that I like to use when I'm at home drinking craft beer in the comfort of my home. And I still have a few of those Vox and Hops cuff-knit beanies up there. You should pick one up. It's getting cold. You're going to look nice and it's going to keep you warm. The link for the Vox and Hops Big Cartel page is in the description of this podcast. I definitely don't do Vox and Hops to make any financial gain. When I receive support through the Vox and Hops Big Cartel page, it definitely helps me cover my back end, such as purchasing the beer, getting the episodes up and out, uh, getting the Vox and Hops alumni shirts, and your support is greatly appreciated. I hope you have a great rest of the week. Try to relax. The holidays are coming. Stressful times. But it's always good to remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Ops heads. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time. A secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. 
With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now on Evergreen and wherever you get your podcasts.